What's going on, everybody? This is Justin coming to you live from beautiful Pacific Beach, San Diego, California. Uh, we've got another wonderful episode for you all, and it's another one host versus three interns podcast tonight. That one host being myself. Uh, but we've got a full intern crew tonight. The interns have been really showing out to start this football season. Uh, boys, how we doing? What's going on, amigos? Intern Coop here. Um, coming off another great football weekend where all my parlays were lost, but my fantasy leagues were won. So we'll take the wins where we can get them. But stoked to be here as always. Stoked to talk football. Stoked to talk all things sports related. So let's get rocking and rolling. What up, everyone? Intern Z- excuse me, Zambi here, coming from God's country. And it's starting to feel like fall. Confused if it's going to be a Spokane bipolar weather uh, swing or it falls actually here. But alas, we have football. MLB playoffs are just around the corner. And we got some something very special this weekend, too. Very excited. Yes, indeed. What's up, everybody? Intern Dan, also coming from, I'll call it a brisk Spokane, Washington. Lows are dropping in the low 40s uh, in the morning. Not great for the dog walking. Um, Jay Page, I don't think you'd survive a second out here. I don't know how you how you used to live here, to be honest with you. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, fall, fall's here. Football's here. It's great. Spent a little Saturday morning out on the golf course uh, last week with one of our former guests on this podcast, none other than the seven-footer himself, Mr. Ryan Edwards. So, uh, you know, just some uh, Zags playing some golf this weekend, and uh, I did not have any damage caused by trees. So we'll take that as a win. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. Good to see you guys. I was, uh, I've actually paid my fall dues. I was actually in Ohio this weekend. So, uh, it gets a little chilly up there as well. And I gotta say, I kind of miss the turning of into fall. I don't miss anything past the first few good weeks of fall when it's nice and crisp, but that time with football going on, firing on all cylinders, it's a wonderful time of the year. So we're happy to guide you all through this on this podcast. But let's start with the headlines, boys. Monday night football is starting to get a reputation after a torn ACL by Kyler Murray, uh, DeMar Hamlin suffering his incident, Aaron Rodgers popping his Achilles, uh, and Nick Chubb blowing up his knee on the last four consecutive Monday night footballs. Is it cursed, boys? Uh, I think a argument can definitely be made. Um, I think we're seeing a, a transition from the Madden curse to the Monday night curse. Um, yeah, I mean, when you see uh, three uh, significant injuries and the DeMar Hamlin situation, um, there's something to be said there. There's <laughs> there's definitely something in the water. Um, obviously, it's football. Injuries happen. But the fact that these are all happening on Monday night and primetime, yeah, I don't know. Reel me that. <laughs> so I have a quick question. Um, are all these injuries, are they on turf? The Aaron Rodgers one, well, I know, was. I can't speak on behalf of the others. Chubb was. Is that turf in Pittsburgh? I don't think that's turf. I think that's grass. Um, okay, you're right. Um, <clears throat> one other uh, quick point. I think it's really interesting, the timing, that the NFL filed a grievance against the NFLPA saying that running backs should fake injuries so that they can get paid more. And then the same weekend we have Saquon go down, Nick Chubb go down. Like 
it, it's a pretty bad optic. I mean, I, I don't expect anything more from the NFL, but I just, is it a coincidence? I don't think so. I mean, I saw those knees and ankles. Ugh. Yeah, there's no faking going on with Nick Chubb. Um, his leg looked like it straight up exploded. So uh, that was that was tough to watch. Um, I missed it, actually. I was I think I was walking Zoe, and then I came back and just saw, like, Nick Chubb was trending on Twitter, and I thought, oh, he probably busted a big run. And then instead I saw the play, and I was like, oh, good God. I don't know how he recovers from that, but hopefully he does. Um, huge blow for the Cleveland Browns, first and foremost, and then also for any Nick Chubb fantasy owners. Um, Zane, I believe, has him in uh, our competitive league, and I have him in our podcast league. So I will be spending some money on the waiver wire getting a running back that doesn't have a knee that that's exploded. Uh, but yeah, I mean, honestly, like I had no idea about this Monday night football curse until you brought it up right before the show. So uh, I am kind of nervous for next week. We got Eagles bucks. We got, we got Rams Bengals. If Joe Burrow plays, I, I think Joe Burrow can't play next Monday because of the Monday night curse. We can't have a torn Achilles round two with uh, Joey B. Um, just on the note, you know, with the, the latest injury being Nick Chubb, do the Browns make a call to the Colts inquiring about Mr. Jonathan Taylor? I think they have an easier option, and that is bring back Kareem Hunt. Because, is he a free agent? Yeah. Oh. I think I, so. Oh, I think yeah. I think I saw that he's a, and I think Leonard Fournette's also like available. Yeah. Yeah, they both are. I mean, I feel like trading for Jonathan like Jonathan Taylor is under contract, isn't he? But, oh, well, you'd have to – yeah, like, what the what are they going to do? They're going to pay Jonathan Taylor and Nick Chubb? You're going to have both of those running backs? <laughs> Nick Chubb's got a contract. He's getting paid. There's no way Jonathan Taylor makes any sense. Kareem Hunt coming back on a one-year deal and being like, hey, you were gonna, you're going to absolutely be the guy, that makes way more sense to me. Um, but, hey, you never know. Crazier things have happened. I like where your head's at, though, Cooper. I like where your head's at. But, yeah, that was – pretty catastrophic injury that was that was pretty gnarly um but in other breaking moves just made instagram mm -hmm. official here uh congratulations to the Izagiris. uh looks like they have a baby girl on the way um so congrats to them it's super exciting uh looks like i don't know when the exact due date is but it looks like it might be around hoop fest season next year Maybe a little earlier, so we'll have another uh, another fan out there. So that's always super exciting. But good shit. What the what the hell kind of way is this to break the news and not tell any of us? I, <laughs> I thought you guys might have known. Like, you you think that know. maybe he should we should we call Zane right now? <laughs> what the f should we get him on this the line? Unbelievable. Also, Zane deserves to have a girl. I can't wait for this. This is gonna be great. <laughs> I thought you guys would have known. I didn't. Know. Uh, I, I knew that there was a baby on the way, but I would have thought that maybe, just maybe, I would have found out about, uh, boy or girl. But holy shit! Yeah, and if it makes you feel any better, I saw Zane last night. He didn't tell me the sex. So, mm, wow. we're all about the clout over there, huh? No, that's that's awesome though. Congratulations, guys! Um, super exciting. They're gonna be parents. To more than just dogs. <laughs> yeah, there's a, a different kind of March Madness going on in Izzy, Izzy Gary household this spring. 
Oh, by the way, shout out to Zane for the timing on this. Like paternity leave, March Madness, great timing. Uh, so good wow, job. Wow. Brilliant. He's playing checkers. We're all playing chess. Uh, but <laughs> quick pivot over here. Uh, I guess kind of on the, the injuries line as well. But Colorado versus Colorado State uh, was quite the showdown this weekend. I was watching basically Sunday morning, essentially, Eastern Standard Time, uh, in bed with my phone. And, uh, yeah, that was an absolutely crazy game. But Travis Hunter gets uh, hit pretty bad. I think that was pretty a pretty obvious t- uh, targeting call there. Uh, but, overall, absolutely insane game, guys. What did you think? Never would I have ever, ever imagined that I would be up until – 11:30 watching Colorado Colorado State play in week 3 of the college football season. But here we are. Um that was absolutely electric. It was must see TV, which again, you tell us that a year ago that we're going to be invested in Colorado 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 State that Lil Wayne is going to have an impromptu concert to lead the team out of the tunnel. <laughs> Offsets interviewed on the side like the, the, the whole thing was just an absolute spectacle. Um, fantastic, dramatic football game. Uh, and uh, that was the first time like I've actually got to watch Colorado from, you know, opening kick to the end. And it was an absolutely electric experience. That hit on Travis Hunter was absolute bullshit. That kid should have been ejected. He should not be receiving death threats, however. I would like to come out and disavow the death threats. Uh, unbelievable that that's even a thing that we have to deal with in this world. But, man, was that a treat. I think it set, like, a record for, like, most – viewed late night slot ESPN's ever had. And uh, there's no, no surprise as to why. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Wasn't that one of the highest watched college football games of the entire weekend? I think yeah, brought in 9 million viewers. I thought it was higher. Like not, it was like close to 10. It was like 9.8 or something like that. Which is still crazy considering the East coast. Um, To be honest, I was making tacos hanging out with my girlfriend, it went to like the first OT. I'm like, you know what? Let's put on some Netflix. I'm tired. (laughs) So I didn't see the end of the game, but as Dan alluded to, there's so much like camaraderie, like the rock was even there too. Like as much as I dislike prime, like he does put on a show. So I'll give him that. It's just so in my face, down my throat. He's even (laughs) on 60 minutes on Sunday. I'm like, I cannot escape this guy. <laughs> yeah, he's all over the place. And I think, I mean, dude, I was watching this game at 2 a.m. It was like 2 2.30 by the time I went to bed, uh, Eastern time. Um, but an absolute show, absolute battle. I didn't think they had a chance. I thought that losing Travis, when you lose a guy like that, I feel like, you know, the wind can definitely be taken out of your sails. And I feel like Colorado State played a hell of a game. Like they, regardless of, you know, how dirty they were playing and everything like that, I thought they played really well, um, minus the penalties as well. If they didn't have any penalties, they probably would have won pretty easily. Um, but I don't know. It was it was pretty remarkable. Colorado's got quite the gauntlet coming up the next two weeks uh, with them going to Oregon and uh, then welcoming USC to Boulder. Um, I think it's possible they win one of two of those games. I'm not saying that they're favorites by any means or anything like that. Uh, oh, I've seen some. I'm seeing some disagreement. 
Uh oh. Let's hear it, Dan. I I, I think that uh, the Colorado love story um, is is over. I, I think that uh, the next two weeks they will be brought back down to earth. Uh, I think that the spread in the Oregon game is pretty telling. Um, I think that spread was even already out there, like before anyone knew anything about Travis Hunter. So I, I think that there's a clear gap um, in those, you know, but between those teams, I, I was listening to something today, like Colorado is built like outside in, and I think they're just going to get absolutely exposed in the next two weeks with their, with their line play on both sides of the ball. Um, and I am also just a little worried about Shadur being able to withstand that. I think it's going to be a little bit of a blobber knocker in the next two weeks. Um, and I don't see Colorado winning either one of those games and really either one being close, to be honest with you. And I don't think it's a total homer take on my part. Uh, Coop, I'm interested in your take. Uh, my, I mean, my my two cents is that, and I think Zane brought this up in our group text, that didn't Wazoo beat Colorado State like 63 to some something incremental? I forget. I, I don't know what the final box score was, but it was a lot too little. Um, and if you're Colorado and you have to go to – double overtime to beat this team not to mention the fact and I, I know i brought this up who the fuck doesn't go for it on fourth and two at like the 40 yard line with like a minute and a half left i'm sorry i'm just like this guy was talking a lot of shit you know in the week before put your balls on the fucking table and go for it and end the game and that's that's my opinion i don't i mean i don't know if you guys agree or disagree with that but i think when you're on the road hostile environment everyone's on the Colorado bandwagon. I think, you know, that's what you do to, to shut people up, but you didn't and you lose the game. So that's what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's the right call there. I don't, I, yeah, I agree with you. I don't, I don't know why he didn't do that there, but um, you know, I think he, that coach might've just been a deer in headlights right there. It's just like, Oh, punt, 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 whatever it might've been. And, I mean, they did march down the field 98 yards, which is which was extremely impressive. Um, but I think all your guys' points are very valid. Um, I just I personally think the Oregon game will be closer than what the spread shows. I don't think they'll win personally. But if you say in two weeks they won one of those games, I don't think it'll be the USC game. I think USC will probably route them pretty easily. Um, but you never know. You never know. Um, but anyways. Let's hop into the rest of college football here. Uh, what games are you guys most excited for this weekend? I assume Colorado versus Oregon is up there, but any other games that are uh, sticking out to you guys? Well, I think before we get into the slate, uh, I think we do need to give give our uh, fellow host, Jacob Gilman, a shout out for having his wedding on probably the best Saturday of the college football season. So uh, the boys will be – probably watching some games beforehand definitely not gonna be watching anything at all during the ceremony during the reception don't worry about that jake we're not gonna be doing it you forgot um, the speeches oh you know, no not during the speeches not during dinner uh it it, it just won't happen it won't happen um there may, be, there may be some trips to the bathroom slate <laughs> hell of a slate i think that uh the uh, pre-game the uh, pre-funk in the hotel Saturday, watching some great games, maybe maybe hitting the hotel bar beforehand. Um, I think uh, uh, that 
that, that's gonna be a fun day. Um, Cooper, I'll let you probably take away with the game you're most excited for because it's probably pretty damn obvious. Um, I'm pretty stoked for this uh, Oklahoma Cincinnati game. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> no, I mean, obviously, the biggest game of the weekend, uh, for me in particular, will be uh, Notre Dame, Ohio State, primetime, 4 30, NBC. Um, luckily, I think Jake's wedding starts at four o'clock. So hopefully, we get out right before our uh, kickoff. Um, but I think it's a hell of a matchup. I think we match up really well with Ohio State this year. Obviously, they have some big time playmakers and uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., uh, and Mecca and Numa. Is that how you say the name? Dan? Dan's already laughing. There's no way it was. I knew there was no way I was going to come out well. I don't actually know. I think it's Egbuka, I want to say. Yeah. Well, anyways, I know he's a stud as well. So they got two guys that can absolutely beat you over the top. But Andy has a solid defense. They have a, like I said, when we first started, kicked off the season, a top five quarterback. I'll stand by that and Sam Hartman. And a really solid run game. And they're strong up front. So, um, yeah, I think if, you know, Notre Dame can limit mistakes and play like they have the last four weeks. I see us coming out on top. That's that's my two cents. If someone that's non-biased wants to give their take on this game, Dan. Non-biased? Um, no, I, I honestly I have no idea what to expect in this game. Um, I think uh, Kyle McCord, Ohio State's quarterback playing on the road in a hostile environment is probably the number one storyline there. Um, but like you said, Coop, he does have absolute studs to get the ball out to and Marvin Harrison Jr. And the other character, as Zane would say, I think Ibuka is his name. Um, but Notre Dame, I mean, if they can pound the rock with uh, Estime, Sam Hartman has not made mistakes yet. I don't think he's thrown a pick, has he? No. I think he's yeah. he's kind of like he's had a couple like close calls with fumbles, but nothing as far as picks. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know, I know how Ohio State's defense is. I haven't really watched them. Oh, I don't know anything about Ohio State other than their names um, with Marvin Harrison Jr., Abuka, a quarterback that's unproven. Um, I know I don't know anything about their defense. I haven't watched them either, so a lot of what I'm saying just doesn't really make any sense or have any credibility to it whatsoever. But one thing I was thinking about, Sam Hartman, obviously you went to Wake, played in the ACC. Like, what's the biggest game Sam Hartman's played in so far in his career? Like, has he played in a top 10 match? He's never played in, like, a top 10 matchup like this. I think he played Clemson, you know, a few times. I don't know if those games okay. were ever close. I think the last year's game went to, like, double overtime, but that was, like, kind of an off year for Clemson standards. That's right. I don't know if he. Well, hey, it's. A, I was just gonna say it's a it's a hell of a stage for him, man. I think Notre Dame, um, their four games they have not played really anybody that's like drawing eyeballs. Obviously, they had the first game in Ireland that's against Navy, and then God knows what they've played since then. Um, but uh, this is a huge, huge stage, and it, you're gonna learn a lot about both these teams. I mean, I think the loser of this uh, playoff dream is probably over. Oof. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I go that far. I mean, it really depends on obviously if Notre Dame gets like their shit kicked in, I don't think that'll happen. But 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I, the, Notre Dame still has some big dogs on their schedule in USC. And if Clemson, you know, is able to turn things around and run the table, then that would be a big game. Speaking of that, another big game this weekend, Clemson, Florida state. Um, I think Florida state is a two point favorite. Um, I don't know if anyone has anything to say about that game. Nope. Um, and then another game that looks enticing is UCLA, UCLA, Utah. Mm. And then Bama, Ole Miss. Those are kind of the, I think, four or five games that I've circled. Can we get the uh, <laughs> Pac-2 uh, pac showdown, Oregon State, Washington State? Oh, yeah. That's going to be pure, pure electricity. Yep, that was mine. <laughs> um, so, yeah, a lot of good college football. Um, who does USC have this weekend? ASU, maybe. Uh, some, some, some shitty school in Tempe, Arizona. <laughs> Zambi, do, do the Sun Devils have any shot of shocking the world this weekend? Uh, no, but I'd like to remind Dan of Ben Berkovici and Jalen Strong. You know, <laughs> Get out of here with that shit. Get out of here with that. I know exactly what you're talking about. It was when they throw a Hail Mary and USC's linebacker is back there in coverage. Literally looks like he's just fielding a punt. And they just goes up, gets moths, and they lose. <laughs> Hayes Pollard will never forget that play. <laughs> also, up. Jalen Strong, I thought he was going to be a very good NFL player. Did not turn out. Well, he went to the Patriots. <laughs> and Mike Berkovici, fun fact, Zambi, he played uh, for Taft High School, which played against my high school, and he absolutely obliterated us my junior year. He's also a Coug, I'm pretty sure, right? Berkovici? I think so. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I had a good view on the sideline, though. He he torched us probably through 500 yards. So there's that. Paige, do you want to present um, a event for Colorado getting it done against Oregon on the road? <laughs> uh, I think a lot would have to break their way. I think they're, they've got a puncher's chance, but that's all you can really say at this point. Um. I think if they can keep up with them, uh, scoring wise, anything can happen. But you know, when they faced a big time defense, which I I I give a lot of credit to Nebraska's defense. I thought their defense was very good. Um, I feel like Oregon's will probably be somewhere along that line, if not better. So if they get off to a slow start, it could be curtains pretty early um, because their defense is also a little suspect. So. Um, path to victory they just got to keep scoring with them and then hopefully you know something can shake out but doesn't sound very likely at Autzen of all places as well yeah I think uh I think it will be tough and um uh, still should be a fun game I think that one's a 12 30 so that's that's a great pre-gamer for the boys on Saturday um we can watch all we can watch that together and Paige I can watch Colorado uh play with you that sounds fun see what <laughs> Let's see how big your uh, Colorado fandom is. I'm excited. I'm excited to see this in person. Uh, not not super big. I'll watch though. I, I watch. I've watched all their games. You know, I'm pretty loyal. Uh, the farthest I've made it with any college football team. So uh, this might be tough. The next two weeks might be tough on my fandom. <laughs> I know you're a big uh, blenders guy. Are you going to get those those uh, prime uh, edition <laughs> black and gold 
blender sunglasses? You know, if I wander into the blender store a few blocks away from my house um, and they have them, I'm definitely going to try them on. I have. Oh, you are so getting those. (laughs) They're not going to fit my face very well. I'm very particular about what shades I get. Um, So we'll see. I don't know. I I like the act. I like their active sunglasses that you can wear. Like I wear mine snowboarding. Um, So I don't know. We'll see. We'll check them out. We'll see how they fit. You know what I mean? Take it for a spin. <laughs> Be a great wedding present for Jake. Get Jake some uh, blend, like some Colorado <laughs> blenders. Oh one my gosh! I'll bring my cowboy hat too, so he can wear it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Well, um, before we uh, dive into our picks for this week, a highly anticipated week, we do need to touch on what happened last week and uh, the week before. We did make history on the pod with one of us hitting the parlay. There was no parlay hit last week, and it was not close. Um, only two wins collectively, one on each side. Jake uh, carried the hosts with the Penn State cover against Illinois, and then Cooper with a nice ho-hum UW minus 16 cover at Michigan State, a program absolutely in shambles, by the way. Um, Coop, you are absolutely carrying the squad so far. I think you are, what, three and one through four weeks? I think I I don't I four think and one through I, five if we count week zero. I think I'm four and zero. I don't know if I've lost. Oh shit! Okay, well I don't want you to toot your own horn here, but uh, interns, we are up this week. We get the first pick. Coop, nobody better than you. Set the tone. Where are we going this week? <laughs> so yeah, I think um, I'm taking my talents to the pack. 12 and I'm going to take the over in the Oregon state, Washington state game. I think it's set at 55 and a half calling a shootout in the Palouse. Um, lots of points, lots of scoring over is going to be hammered. Send it. Love it. Love it. There we go. Paige, right. where are the hosts starting off on this journey? I'll let uh, – I'm going to go with Zane's number one pick. Um, he's going USC minus 34. <laughs> it's at 35. Uh, I'm, I'm seeing that line at 35, which means Jake's line might be at 36. <laughs> so this, this is a lot of points. He has a note here that ASU is playing its fourth-string quarterback. Yeah, I told him that last night. Reverse psychology. Oh, woof. Okay. Jesus Christ, that's so many points. That's a 7.30 game. That one we're allowed to watch at the wedding because that will be during dancing. Yeah. Uh, okay, to me, or Zambi, why don't we save yours for the end because no one's touching your pick. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. Shit. Coop, I'm going with, with one of the first things you put in the chat. Um, we got a big game in Death Valley. Dabo is going to run those boys down those steps. They're going to touch the rock, and Clemson is going to cover as a two-point dog at home against Florida State. Go Tigers. Wow. Love it. 
Florida State. Nice. 9 a.m. game, Coop. That that parlay could be over by the time we uh, get to Livermore, California on Saturday. <laughs> nope. It'll be very much alive. Hell yeah. All right. Host second pick is going to be Rutgers plus 24. I believe they're playing at Michigan. Is that? Mm. You picked that? Mm. What, what that are we was doing our, there? That was our second pick well yeah was that you or was that uh you can give it to me sure oh i hate that pick i really don't it's like for it. sure gonna hit now did <laughs> yeah. maybe from one pick that i don't love to another pick what do you got for us here <laughs> all right i'm taking the rainbow warriors at home <laughs> against new mexico state Minus two and a half. Electric factor. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> what time is this game and where can it be watched, Zambi? What do you got for me on the programming here? So according to ESPN, it will be at 8.59 p.m. Pacific Standard <laughs> Time. And it does not have a <laughs> a network listed, so I'm not sure. <laughs> Sometimes they show Hawaii on Facebook Live. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We got Hawaii after dark at nine o'clock on Saturday when we're all hammered. If that <laughs> hits, Sammy, oh my goodness. That'll be fun. <laughs> God, I hope we're I just hope we're alive come nine o'clock. Not like physically alive, but our our parlay is still alive come nine o'clock Saturday. That would be a great 12 hours. I mean, I kind of want to be alive still. That's true. That's true. Hmm. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm going to go last pick uh, for Mr. Jacob Gilman. We're going Utah to cover minus four and a half. Well, I'm shocked Jake didn't go with the Fighting Irish here. Yeah, no. No mention of the Fighting Irish. He might be a little occupied when we were uh, talking picks today. (laughs) I think he only sent like two texts. I think the um, dumb move from both of us, just leaving it on the board, Washington minus 21 at home against Cal. I feel like that's a lock. I feel like UW's rolling. I feel like one of these weeks UW's going to like I, – I think UW's going to win, but do they have a big game coming up soon? Probably at some point. I, I guess like it's gonna be, it's gonna be like kind of a look is, ahead game where they like nope, sleep. Not sleep not a look ahead game. Next week, that's the look ahead game. Cooper, put that, put a pin in that one. U Dub at Arizona next week. That's a look <laughs> ahead because then they get Oregon the week after. Oh, so Trap City right there. Remember that for next week. <laughs> I think if you look at the host uh, picks, it's the it is to a T. What happens if Jay Page represents the hosts on the parlay? <laughs> Zane has a lot of points up there. I feel like Arizona State can score, but USC has been so dominant. I don't know what's going to happen there. Yeah. I, I, a lot of points, but that makes for a fun evening, right? Fun kind evening. of interesting, actually, that I think we both – we, we all have a morning game, a night game, and like an afternoon game. Just 
that's kind of a coincidence. I like it. I like it. Um, yeah, uh, we'll see what happens. And by the way, Zambi, just for the record here, it's Clemson plus two at home, I believe. Yeah, they sure. are dogs. They are dogs. I like I like the range we have here. We have an over, we have a dog, we have a spread. I think there's Let's go, a, baby. I think the interns are on the same page this week. Whether or not that pays off remains to be foreseen. So um time will tell. Let's do it. I am I I, I will say this. Are we sure Jake's going to get these bets in for us this week? My question is, so I know with Trevor's wedding, Bailey's like no betting on wedding day. Oh, boy. And a little birdie told me that he got his bets in before the wedding day. So technically, he still had bets going. <laughs> so I'm wondering if Jake's going to follow the same uh, MO there. But that's up to him. Yeah. If you want, if you want your bets place, get them in Friday. So... Um, nonetheless, uh, lads, any other, uh, college football news before I move on? Oh, <clears throat> I would like to extend the invite to our listeners to join me down in Pullman, November 17th to witness as J page calls it greatness in the Colorado Buffaloes. So if you guys are interested, DM me. It'll what is fun. this game? Colorado Wazoo. That's actually when? kind of electric. November 17th. Oh shit. I think Paige might come back to Spokane. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if they if they beat either Oregon or USC, I will do it. Dude, Loki oh, going man. to see Coach Prime in uh Pullman would be pretty fun. Oh, I might be in on this idea, Zambi. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh Zambi, oh. Zambi in the police. What a sight. <laughs> I've lost a oh, shoot. <laughs> it's gonna be cold there, that's for sure. <laughs> All right, lads. Well, turning our attention to Sunday, uh, another uh, slate, week two in the books. Um, some big games, some predictable outcomes, some surprises. Uh, but starting off, I'll uh, kick things off with the Cowboys. They uh, are officially the Kings of New York. Uh, I think they won this game 30-10. to 10. Uh, Zach Wilson looks like a little boy. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think I said it last week where the lock of the week was Zach Wilson over one and a half turnovers, and that's smacked. So for any listeners out there, um, if you, uh, I hope you guys nailed that prop. But yeah, Cowboys look dominant. Um, and Dan, I know you said this in our text or in our group text, but you're uh, you had some uh, strong words about Micah Parsons and that he might be the most valuable player in the NFL right now. Yeah, I really, I really think so. I mean, if you look at like just watching that guy play football, it's absolutely insane. He's an animal. And if you look at the quarterbacks that normally are in the MVP category, it's Mahomes, it's the Burrow, it's Josh Allen, it's Jalen Hurts. Like those guys are for the most part, minus Joe Burrow, all playing fine. But Micah Parsons is clearly the best player on the field every time he steps on the field. And what he does for that defense from a, if you really think about being the most valuable player, he is unreal. And probably like, I'm trying to think of a defensive player that has been 
of that caliber recently. I'm going to say probably the best like defensive line type of edge guy that I've seen since like JJ Watt, in my opinion. I mean, so would you, I mean, I think there's three big players defensive on the defense side of the ball. I think it's Micah Parsons, TJ Watt and Nick Bosa. And Parsons all day long right now. Okay. Not even thinking about it. Paige Zambi, do you guys have any uh, thoughts on that? Uh, I think he's very good. I have the Cowboys defense in a fantasy league, so I appreciate them. But Cooper, you got to remember, you're still a Cowboys fan. I'm still a Cowboys fan. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where I don't know where we're going with this, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was. <laughs> I was going to say, to put the uh, cherry on top of the most dominant fantasy team I've ever seen, my team, oh, uh, the Cowboys defense, to top it all off. <laughs> it's just a fucking wagon. <laughs> Silly Cowboys. You guys aren't making it out of divisional. Nope. The Hawks aren't making the playoffs. <laughs> speaking of the Seahawks, they got it done this weekend in a thrilling overtime matchup. Um. Zambi, what were your thoughts on this game? Yeah, no, I thought um, it was a pretty interesting game to watch. I had a good time watching it. Um, didn't have any mozzarella sticks, so a little bit bummed about that. But overall, I think um, I think it's safe to say that Tyler Lockett's one of the most underrated receivers in the uh, NFL. Like he just doesn't get enough credit. Like over the past five years, he's in the top five for most re- receiving touchdowns, and the thing about the Seahawks is that they just spread it around so much. I think it's overshadowed by like DK or like K9. But um, <clears throat> yeah, I think we performed pretty well for being without our uh, two offensive linemen that were kind of like centerpieces, Abe Lucas, Gokugs, and Charles Cross. Um, I did see today that we signed a guy off the practice squad who's a cornerback. So I think Tariq Woolen might be more injured than we actually think. So a little bit nervous about that. However, we do have the Carolina Panthers coming into town. Um, CJ Stroud averages 4.2 yards on average per pass. So that should be interesting since we give give up a lot of stuff over the middle. But I think uh, Gino really played up to his name. Uh, he wrote back this weekend. And I think the, the, best, <laughs> the best part was after we won in uh, OT. Um, um, whatever his first name is, uh, Gardner Johnson's like, yeah, we're the villains. We're going to bring out like ski masks, like Pushaisties. And so like encouraging all the Lions fans, all the players to wear them. And after the game, Hawks are just celebrating wearing those masks. Like they had like the Lions blue masks <laughs> and just on Instagram live. I thought it was hilarious, but, um, yeah. Um, due to Jake's wedding, I will not be at the game in Seattle on Sunday, but that's okay. My dad will be there supporting the Hawks. Go Hawks. Yeah. Real, real quick note on the Hawks. Um, I didn't get a chance to really watch much of this game, but I did see kind of the, the latter end of the fourth quarter and overtime. And I do recall seeing a play where Gino almost completely fucked things up, running around scrambling, I think taking like a 20-yard sack. Yeah. What was, uh, what was going through your head during that, Zambi? I'm sure you, I'm sure you had some choice words with Gino's – Inability to throw the ball away. 
uh if i remember correctly it was what the fuck are you doing because <laughs> i was like oh he's just trying to kill time before the two minute warning i'm like okay we passed two minutes like throw the ball throw the ball he gets sacked with like a minute 57 left loses loses 20 yards i'm like uh thank god we have a good punter <laughs> and yeah i mean at the end of the day we got the dub so it's whatever i didn't start gino in fantasy it's fine yeah, that play was not good at all. Um, and I will say, I, I know, you know, again, we don't like to toot our own horn here on the show at all, but I did call this one. And I was getting shit for it last week. And I knew that the Seahawks were going to come in there, thought they'd win the game. I knew for sure they'd cover. I think it was like, I think they were like a five point dog. So um, sometimes I know things, sometimes I don't. Last week, I knew it. All right, well, we'll get to uh, next week's games here in a sec. But moving on to Paige's uh, quote-unquote team, the Bengals. Not looking good in Cincinnati, uh, Mr. Page. Uh, what are our thoughts on Joe Burr in this 0-2 start? Yeah, you know, it's not looking good. I like how you said quote-unquote there as well, Coop, because I've totally watched both of these games. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um... I, I don't know what the story is. You know, I, I think they got to a, off to a slow start last year as well. So I'm not hitting the panic button quite yet. Um, the only worry I have is this calf injury. He seems to be nursing, Mr. Joe Shiesty. Uh, so it's definitely something to monitor there. And I heavily invested in Jamar Chase in many fantasy leagues, and he has not been producing because of that. So we'll see what happens, um, but I'm not writing him off yet. I think I'm writing them off. I think this calf injury is going to be nagging is well is nagging for Joe Burrow. Um, And I just think that division is way too strong. I think the Ravens look legit. The Steelers have a great defense and the Browns are the Browns. (laughs) So um, yeah, I don't know. I think this is going to be an off year and I could, see them shutting Joe Burrow down if this injury lingers. So hot take, but I'm standing by it. Are you going hot take? The Bengals are not in the playoffs. Yeah, I think I think I said that, you know, when we did our NFL preview that they're gonna miss the playoffs. So I'll Damn. stick to my guns on that. Well I have the Bengals winning the Super Bowl. So um, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> we might be Dude, are you sticking to that tonight? take? We might be talking about the Monday Night Football curse. You might be talking about the Madden curse, the Dan curse, whatever it may be. Last year, it was Chargers-Vikings. That didn't work out. Uh, This year, it was the Bengals. I am not feeling great about that. I thought the Bengals would win it by having home field and all that stuff. They're not going to have home field. If they make the playoffs, it's definitely not going to be as a division winner, I don't think. I think they'll have to get in as a wild card team. And um, if they get in and Joe Burrow is healthy by that point, they're going to be as dangerous as anybody. But right now, it's about as bad as it gets to start. And they are not fun to watch. And they are not fun to have your entire fantasy team in this league be dependent upon Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and T. Higgins. Because not a lot of points being scored there, although T. Higgins did ball out. But, uh, yeah, not quite what I expected from the Bengals. Hopefully, Joe Burrow's not, like, hurt, hurt. Maybe he takes a week or two off, comes back. Uh, but if he's – you know, 70%, like maybe he is right now, they can't they can't do what uh, I thought they would do this year. There's no way. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, Dan, as you know, not necessarily a fan of a team, but of the league, do you have any big week two takeaways? Week two takeaways. Um, Ravens look Ravens look legit. I like the Ravens. Um, I think what the Eagles did on Thursday night with DeAndre Swift, that's scary. Um, I'd say those are two things that just kind of jumped out to me. Trying to think about what else happened. Can't really think about it. Watched way too many games yesterday. Um, but what do you got, Coop? Lay it on me. Um, yeah, we can kind of, you know, go around the horn here. And obviously, Jake isn't here to give his two cents on the Bears. But it's the Justin Fields era done in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. Are they entering the Caleb Williams sweepstakes? I mean, if they are bad enough to have – the number one pick, that means Justin Fields probably ain't the guy. So they will draft Caleb Williams if they are the worst team in the league again. They have to. Yeah. I think they can get better. I think that, like, from what I've I, – I have not watched much of the Bears yet either. Um, I, that's just not something I want to sign up for. I'm sure at some point they're going to get shoved down our throat. I think actually there's a Thursday night game. Coming up, Bears Commanders, like they're always oh, so we'll get to, so we'll, get to we'll get to experiment with that one, see how that goes. Um, but I, I feel like that from what I've been seeing and hearing that Justin Fields, he's not getting any design runs, he's not running the ball, he's trying to be a pocket passer and it's not working out. I think their play calling is atrocious. Um, I don't think he's in a good situation over there. So, you know, I think I think he can still be a good player, but so much of this stuff when these guys get drafted. It's all about where you, where you, where you, where you end up, where you land. There's a lot of stuff that he has to overcome um, right now. And I, it's, it's not good. I don't think Jake's happy, but aside from Justin Fields, their defense is awful. Their defense gave up just massive plays, including like a touchdown on third and 14 to Mike Evans. Mike Evans turned back the clock. Looked like he was running around with Johnny Manziel at Texas A&M last week. Um, But yeah, the bears are very, very bad. Very, very bad. Sorry, Jake. So if you had to go out on a limb and say, um, is Justin Fields starting week one next year for the Bears? What are you saying? I'd say yes. Not confidently. All right. Paige, Zamblin. Is he – is he actively like saying he doesn't want to run? Is that the issue here, or is he just not running? Maybe like m- maybe he's trying to prove he can be a pocket passer, um, and trying to like wait for things to develop and they're just not developing and he can't see it or stuff. Like that's what I I heard Big Cat ranting. I think we all did. Well, you know what's funny actually? I think most podcast like podcasts are better when you have a disgruntled Chicago Bears fan. So I'm glad <laughs> that we have Jake. <laughs> I feel like if he's, I mean, what is this year three, year four for him? Year three? Three. I mean, if he doesn't figure it out by year three, I feel like it would probably be time to move on. No. Yeah. I mean, my, yeah. my whole thing is that if you're going to be, you know, a decent QB in this league by year three, you should at the very least, you know, be putting up decent numbers and yeah. be able to get nine ten wins yeah. uh that's that, that's my i mean obviously you know i get 
each team's different and has goes through different shit, but I don't know the top 10 quarterbacks in the league. I, I think they've all, or the ones that are kind of in the same age range as Justin Fields have figured out by year three. So um, someone made the parallel to like Daniel Jones and how it took him like, fuck, like fucking like five years and like just the right system to work out. So maybe there's hope, but yeah, I mean, two weeks in and it's just been bad. And against, I mean, who they play week one, the Packers and then the Bucks. So not like great teams by any means. So, um, yeah, I don't, I'm not too optimistic if I'm a Bears fan right now. Well, good thing that all they have to do is just go to Arrowhead this weekend and play the Chiefs. Huh. They can get back on track. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, that's not fair to Jake. They lined up the Chiefs for him on his wedding weekend. <laughs> um, so, I'm not sure if this has been said yet. I don't think it has been. But the other day I was watching The Lion King. And there's the Elephant Graveyard. I think Chicago is the Elephant Graveyard where quarterbacks go to die. That's all I have. Are they the new Cleveland Browns? Hmm. Possibly. You know what's funny it's, is people. I think ahead, it's, Jamie. it's a joint tenancy. They're both in the elephant graveyard. Yeah, I mean, I don't. You know I don't think Deshaun Watson has really proven to be the guy in the first couple weeks. That guy's no. been a fancy dud for me. So bad pick, bad morals, Cooper. You deserve that. Uh, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, bad. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, or what um, you tolerate? Yeah. What's that, um, man? I was, I was just gonna say. I said you are what you tolerate, which actually sounds really <laughs> problematic. So, I don't, I don't really mean that. Um, but I do think that uh, you know we were talking about the Caleb Williams thing. I think we talked about it here, just with like him saying, you know, if the situation's not good in the NFL, he won't go. The Bears might be on that list of teams that you don't want to go play quarterback for. Although it is big market in Chicago, but their track record is not impressive. Yeah. I mean, I do think there there are some question marks about Justin Fields coming out of college. I mean, I don't think anyone was like sold that that guy was going to just be a premier elite quarterback. So I think Caleb Williams is Caleb Williams. That guy is going to be elite. I don't I don't really have any I don't think anyone has any doubts about that. So um yeah. Hoping things work out for Justin Fields. Uh, but moving on to week three, uh, Cowboys play the Cardinals. Hammer, hammer that. I think this spreads minus 12 and a half. So, That's it? Yeah. Yeah. Two touchdowns. Oh. I don't, I don't, I do spreads really get bigger than that in the NFL? No, nah, it's about as big as it gets. Yeah. I feel like that's, that's a lot of points. So if you're, if you're on the Jake betting method, uh, bet Cowboys money line. <laughs> uh but other than that uh any other big games fellas zambi who do the hawks have carolina okay should be is that in seattle yep um looking at the week three slate not great so we we gave jake a uh, shout out for picking his wedding on the best college football weekend. But 
we're not going to be missing a whole lot of good NFL on our on our travel day on Sunday. So that actually deserves a shout out because there's not really a whole lot of good stuff going on. Uh, the game that stands out to me, and this could be a loser goes home for the rest of the season kind of game. Uh, Chargers Vikings. My Super Bowl from last year. Look at that. There it is. <laughs> is that uh do you guys do you guys uh kind of agree with that? That if whoever loses that game, their season's for all intents and purposes done. Oh, coming very back from all three is tough. Possibly. Very, very possible. Um, hot seat very, very much in fuego for uh, Brandon Staley, I think, right now. Yeah, Paige, do you I know you uh you moved on from your ex with the Chargers, but is there any uh any salvage love there? No, God no. <laughs> They're getting everything they deserve. <laughs> that's fair enough, fair enough. Um, but yeah, that's that's really the only game that sticks out. There's two sneaky good ones, I think. Bills Commanders. Hear me out. Commanders could prove they're something if they beat the Bills at home. And then Falcons Lions. That sounds electric. Bijan, Demir Gibbs, Amon Ross St. Brown. You got a lot of a lot of offensive weapons in that game. Another game where if they're able to pull it out and say something, and particularly their quarterback, uh, Eagles Bucks Monday night. If Baker somehow pulls that game off and beats the Eagles, is, is Baker officially back? <laughs> I would say you have to put him in the back category if he beats the Eagles. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, he looked – I think he, like, lit it up against the Bears week two. So, I mean, obviously it's the Bears going up uh, against uh, the Eagles – is a whole different ball game, but if he uh if he does something there, I don't know. I think we're seeing Baker uh progressive commercials again, or whatever whatever those were. <laughs> were they were they was he progressive? Oh yeah, big big progressive guy. I think it's because the Brown Stadium is progressive field, or it's no, it's not. It's something else. Progressive fields where the where the Guardians play, but maybe it's got to be Cleveland based. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, not a great slate, but there's some decent games in there. Uh, recapping, uh, our fantasy league. Um, I know Paige absolutely lit me the fuck up <laughs> by, I don't have the score up 204 to 124. Yeah. Yeah. I got bent over a barrel and shot in 50 states. Sorry about that one. Who too. wants who wants to guess J Page's top score? Oh god. Um uh Buka Nakua. <laughs> yes. <laughs> how the how the fuck did Page get Puka when he has like he had like the best team drafted? How the fuck does that happen? <laughs> Gotta work the water. What's like hilarious is like Paige is like, oh, I'm not, I, I don't really want to do this league. And now he, he just gets the best team. Like, of course. <laughs> just gives this, this man's playing, this man's playing Puka Nakua over Garrett Wilson, Jordan Addison. <laughs> Puka's a dog. 
Oh my god. Yeah, so Christian yeah, I McCaffrey. got cooked. Oh. Um, but other <laughs> other matchups, we had probably the match of the week was Zane and Dan. Zane edging Dan out 151 to 141. Dan, kind of like the Bengals. Kind of like your team name. 0-2. Dude, I, I'm sorry that my team is the freaking Bengals. Joe Burrow as my number one pick has been <laughs> atrocious. <laughs> also, um, I have Nick Chubb. So Nick Chubb only got six points. Aaron Jones is on my team. He was out. Like my team just had horrendous luck to start this. I got some work to do or else I am yeah, going last. You're, uh, you're, some dollars are leaving your pocket this week. I, I need I need another freaking quarterback. I don't think I can play Joe Burrow. <laughs> I can't play my number one pick. Yeah, Whoa, that no. is a that is a tough, tough L. Tough situation for Dan right hey, now. Dan, I've got some quarterbacks I can trade you. Oh yeah, do you? <laughs> oh yeah. And then another – actually, this is another uh, great matchup. We had Zambi taking on Jake, uh, beating Jake 188 to 183. Zambi, your team, also kind of a wagon right now. Yeah, no, I'm pretty happy with my team. Um, tried to talk some smack to Jake, but uh, I think he was preoccupied, so that didn't really work too well. But, um, yeah, I'd like to give a shout-out to – Justin Fields, three points under predicted. Saquon Barkley, I'm going to miss you. Ten points over predicted. And let's see. TJ Hawkinson, great week. And my apologies go out to Rashad White. 21 points on the bench. Sad. But while I have the mic, let's see if I can make fun of Jake a little bit. Um. L.A. Chargers running back, Jay Kelly. Could be Joe Kiley for all I know, but he put up three <laughs> points. And other than that, he had a decent showing, but just not enough. Looks like the magic hasn't started yet. You got to wait till Saturday, Jake. Oh, yeah. Well, um, some thrilling fantasy matchups. Um Love to see it. I'm sure we'll all be active on the waiver wire this week. Uh, but yeah, I think that concludes NFL talk this week, fellas. Uh, Paige, why don't you uh, take us to our most important segment this week? And that's no other than Jake's wedding. Oh boy. Uh, Zambi, would you mind scrolling down the, uh, the screen? Thank you, sir. So, us on this on this show tonight, um, and many other of our valued listeners will be traveling. Um, I don't know what the exact area is called again. What's the exact area? Do you guys remember? Uh, it is the Bay Area. Not the Bay Area, but the... Uh, uh, Livermore, Casa Real, something winery. Li- Livermore. Livermore. East of San... E- Northeast of San Jose, I want to say. East of the Bay. Bay Area, um, nothing like a, a Bay Area wedding, but uh, our lovely uh, host, Jacob Gilman, is marrying his fiance Izzy Geronimo. Also, I think she's like a two-time guest as well as many guest appearances 
rambling about mostly the Niners and the Warriors. Uh, if you guys have heard her in the background, a very valued contribution to this to this program. But uh, we've got some wonderful questions and segments around the uh, the wedding this weekend. Uh, first up here, we've got first dance predictions. What do we think, fellas? This is tough. Um, I think Dan, Dan, take the take the floor here. I'm struggling with this one, but I could see them going a similar route to Zane when he was the first on the podcast to get married. I could see some sort of Ed Sheeran as the first dance song. I I have in good confidence that they have been taking potentially some dance classes. So I think it might be a little bit more extravagant. That's my inkling. I don't know what the song is. I do know that they both love country. So it could be something country. But I don't know what kind of dance you could do to country besides a slow dance. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Wait, uh, before we get to Cooper, Dan, what was your, what was your pick again? I said something by Ed Sheeran. Okay. Ed Sheeran. JPage, do you want a suggestion? Um, yeah, give me suggestions, Ambi. Better Together by Luke Combs. Oh, that's a good one. I can see that. All right, Coop. Um, I've come to learn via Izzy's social media that she is a rather large Taylor Swift fan. Oh. So I am thinking that that will definitely be played at the wedding. And I will go on a limb and say that it'll be a Taylor Swift song. That will be the first song played. Very nice, Coop. That's kind of what I was feeling too. However, I looked up wedding first dances for 2023. And I think I found one. Uh Uh-oh. This guy is a host on America's Got Talent. Pretty sure he's Irish. Neil Horan. Neil Horan. Neil uh, Horan, yeah. The song is called Black and White. I'll let you guys hear it for a sec. We got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I think that the think... dance classes could be incorporated to a higher paced song. And then Jake twirls Izzy around, does the dip, and then swaps some spit. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ay, ay, ay. So you're okay. I can't wait to see Jake dance. This is going to be fantastic. I hope that it's something like actually like technical. What? Imagine Jake just out there just really just working it. What is our table again? I remember him saying sending us the table. Oh, are great. we all together? It is a pure electric factory. That's what it is. I think we have Gavney at the table. I think I'm sitting next to Cooper. Oh, boy. Don't worry. I'm left-handed, Coop. I'm left-handed, too. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, well, I think that brings us to our next poll question. <laughs> and the one that Jake is uh, quite concerned about is 
the lads being on their phones during the ceremony, or not ceremony, I should say, but the reception. Uh, so how many phones will be uh, be out and about? I think it's oh good, Jay. I was just gonna say I don't I don't think there's gonna be anything like crazy during the actual important parts. I think as soon as the important parts are over, I think at our table, eighty five percent there's gonna be screens out. I think yeah, I'd say I'd say that's that's a that's a good that's a good number right there. Zambi, what were we gonna say? From what I've heard, I'm pretty sure it's like a pretty big wedding. So I'm putting the over under at fifteen. During With the screens, yeah. screens. <laughs> no, no, no one's doing anything during the important parts. Well, be good guess. However, I did just pull up the table, and boys, let's go through this. <laughs> we've got table fourteen. We've got Coop. We've got Zambi. We got J Page. We got me. We've got Mitch Stass. We've got Stephen Gabney. We've got Kevin Ortiz. We've got Will Lynn, and then this is the guy that pulls the whole table together. Bryce Higgins. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> that's electric. That's that's gonna be a time. Um yeah, I did I did hear going back to the uh, the uh the screen talk that Jake has like five relatives that all attend Notre Dame. So I would imagine that they will all be pretty dialed into the Notre Dame Ohio State game. Uh <laughs> Whether that means they're just making random trips to the bathroom or just phones under the table, I'm not sure, but screens will be out. And I can assure you that uh, I will be watching that game, you know, if if it means missing some of the dance floor when the dance floor kicks off. But um, yeah, we will see what happens. Cooper, are you going to be the guy going up to Jake and keeping him updated on what's going on in the game? <laughs> uh i would imagine that one of his groomsmen will be keeping him updated i'm sure he has he has assigned someone with that with that assignment it will be fun it will be fun to see i'm hoping i think for everyone for everyone there if notre dame wins we get a classic coop and jake Doing the Notre Dame fight song in front of everybody that 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 would be a good time. Oh, that has that has already been discussed. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we've got another poll here for the podcast board uh, for the two members that aren't here. Well, I know Zane's not going to this wedding, but in general, who's the better dancer, Jake or Zane? Maybe compare their first dances. I don't know. Who do we think is the better dancer? <laughs> <laughs> i think i'll give like i'll give zane like a slight nod here just because he probably gets a little more into it um i don't know if jake like really dances i feel like he's just like like he lets like he's like a big izzy cheerleader like izzy's a huge dancer izzy will like break it down and stuff so i think he's just gonna like really be like yeah izzy like cheering her on kind of thing i'm sure he'll be involved and like you know if they're they're gonna do that first dance and all that fun stuff but yeah, I think Zane might have him a little beat here. Zane will get that like Mexican in him and just start like 
moving his hips very seductively and uncomfortably for people. I don't really think I've ever seen Jake dance. I I, I agree with you. See, I want to say Zane, but could Jake have been playing the long game here? He just doesn't show anything until his biggest day. What if Jake busts out a full-on like Irish jig? (laughs) River dance? (laughs) Yep. Puts on like a kilt or something. Not a kilt, but like something like that. Get some tap dance shoes on. That would be incredible. Oh, I don't or know. He just, he just goes full like Jason Derulo, Chris Brown on us, and like is fucking <laughs> just tearing it up. Uh, we gotta get like a crotch grab too in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like Zane's the leader in the clubhouse. We'll we'll be the uh, final judges come this weekend. Um, my money would traditionally be on Zane, but I think I don't know. I think Jake's got some uh, tricks up his sleeve. Uh, so last last part here, boys. Uh, what songs are we going to request? We'll start out with the top here. Coop, what song are you going to request this evening? Oh shit! Um, uh, gosh, I think. Um, well, I know, I know he'd say it, so I'll just say it in honor of him, but. Um, I think Jake is absolutely going to have Peppas be played at some point during the wedding. Uh, so that is my answer. That always gets the people out of their seats moving. So yeah, give me Peppas. Absolute crowd pleaser. <laughs> shirts, shirts will definitely be off. Ties will be on the heads. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, That's usually how it goes down. <laughs> Knowing Jake, I think, I mean, this is just I, for any Gonzaga wedding, but Zombie Nation is definitely going to be on there. And if it's not, I'm going to request it because I know Jake's going to lose his mind, but I know it's going to be on there. Yeah, got to be, got to be. Um, Well, I don't want to give away any hints of the types of things that are going to be on our playlist, but I will go with a little Dua Lipa levitating. Like Ooh. I could get the... That could get the place jumping. Mm-hmm. I know it gets Zambi jumping. Um, that's me and Baja's song. We drive around Seattle, just feel mm, mm, mm. shoulder <laughs> shimmy. <laughs> oh, he loves that song. Um, I, <laughs> I think, uh, um, I mean. Obviously, Peppas and Zombie Nation are two of the top ones I had in mind. I'm going to throw a little twister in here. I'm going to say the Dancing in the Moonlight remix with Chris Lane. Oh, ooh. okay. Hopefully there's moonlight, but yeah. Interesting. I like that pick, Zambi. I like that a lot. Um, <laughs> uh, but I think that wraps up the wedding segment. Looking forward to seeing you guys again and uh, getting these two married, huh? Let's go to uh, MLB land. I feel like that one might need to go in the on deck circle for next week. Uh, oh, Dan, I kind of like that. I, I like, like that one. one. 
That was good. Every once in a while, I can pull out something like that. Right, right <laughs> on time, boys. Eight o'clock. Short, sweet episode. Loaded slate. Uh, as always, we bring you the latest, the greatest talk about all things college football, NFL, and eventually Gonzaga. So, you know, that season's kicking off here soon. So, uh, looking forward to it, boys. See you guys this weekend. Huh? One, one final thought. Um, I know, I know this group. We have done this before couple of years ago where we go around with the live podcast and zag predictions for the year so we busted that back out at jake's wedding this weekend i think uh given given the sheer numbers that will be at this wedding I, i've heard rumblings that there could be a fair amount of zags i don't know the exact number but i and i don't quote me on this but i think on their invite it said it's a full open bar so <laughs> that is a <laughs> it's gonna get dangerous real quick looking at you dan and that and that department uh, <laughs> whoa, whoa 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 yeah take that this, this is probably the one <laughs> to get the uh interviews though i think, think so be there's there's gonna be some good stuff in this one um so yeah with that with all that in mind i think this is a great uh interview wedding so okay uh, Bring yeah, it, boys. We got it. We got to bust it out. 100%. All righty. Until then, see you guys next week. Congrats I'll to the guys. Saturday. See you, boys. Very soon. Yeah.